Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. You ever have one of those moments when you knew you made the right decision, but then the outcome didn't reveal itself when you wanted it to? Did I make the right decision? Is the presence of doubt a sign that I should make changes to my plan? Should I have stayed? When doubt takes over, managing all the questions in your mind and conversations with trusted advisors can be exhausting. Today on Getting Work to Work, I'm getting curious about doubt and its relationship to impatience, fear, and the creative process. We all feel it, sometimes change our minds because of it, and mostly view doubt as a negative experience. What if doubt is actually a positive indicator of something else, that you are right where you need to be on your creative journey? Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 634. Today I'm talking about doubt because I need to process what I'm feeling right now in my life and work. The past few weeks I've been feeling an increasing amount of doubt about returning to my work full time. On top of that, I don't think I'm alone in the existential dread that comes with an overly healthy dose of doubt in our creative lives. Here's just a few questions and nagging comments that are fueling my doubt. Did I make the right decision to return to my business full time? Do I have anything to say that matters to people? Will anyone want to read my book? Is my book even worth finishing? Why can't I be satisfied with the decisions I make a few weeks after they're made? No one else is struggling, Chris, just you. If you could just choose the right niche, you'll eliminate your doubt and you'll never have to worry about feast or famine again. People can smell your doubt and they don't want to be anywhere near you. So exhausting but it did feel good to write that down. And maybe I need to spend more time doing what my friend Kay Coughlin calls thought downloads. It's probably useful, but first a history lesson about my relationship with doubt. Doubt for me is nothing new. It's been a constant companion since I set out on this creative journey and it shows up often in the form of a question. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? How many of you have asked yourself that question? And this zigzagging nature of my creative journey goes all the way back to the year 2000 when I dropped out of college. And I can firmly say that that is when my relationship with doubt began. And between 2000 and 2006, doubt and I, we strengthened our relationship. But it wasn't until we got married in 2006 when I started my business and doubt intertwined itself in absolutely everything. Actual relationships, feelings of self-worth, business value, fees, money, feast, famine, you name it. But mainly doubt reared its head in the times of famine and lessened during the feast. And I think it's in this cycle of feast and famine in business that the monsters buried deep within were fed and became stronger. And the stronger the famine, the deeper the doubt, the larger and more powerful the monsters became. If you were truly doing what you were supposed to be doing, Chris, you wouldn't find yourself in a famine. 
But then a question pops up. Does doubt cause the famine? Or is the famine a byproduct of doubt? I think I can see it both ways, but oh hey monster, I see you there. So many questions in this episode. And when doubt takes over, I find that the questions increase and create an overwhelming dread that I just cannot control. And I get impatient. I don't want to sit in this feeling. I want it to be over. So instead, I choose a short-term solution that will take the pain away and leave the true reckoning with doubt for a later date to be determined. Looking at my pattern of avoidance of doubt is another trigger for doubt. Surely, if you got over your doubt, you wouldn't have made those decisions. So not only do you feel bad about breaking the cycle of doubt, but then you feel bad for the past doubt. And the power of doubt is a lot like interest. It compounds upon itself and becomes something else beyond your control. And that impatience that grows upon itself leads to fear as the decisions you make take you away from what you want to put out into the world. How much further would I be in my business if I learned to just listen to my doubt and, and, and not feel like I needed to change absolutely everything? But if I'm not careful, that question just fuels the doubt monster and leads me to another question to ponder. What if doubt was actually a healthy part of the creative process? Additionally, what if it's my response to doubt that hurts more than doubt itself? Two steps forward, 30 back, constantly trying to justify the decisions made. When doubt keeps me dizzy, I fall down until I get back up, go back to where it was safe. But it's in these moments where when you're down, it's best to stop and just let doubt hit you and rip you apart. Because in that beating, in that falling down, in that ripping apart, the gnashing of teeth, you start to feel different. Doubt becomes less about justification and more about acceptance. I'm where I am at because these are the decisions I've made in service of a future vision, a dream of a life and work I want to represent my time on this planet. And the more I let doubt wash over me, I recognize that it's merely just one ingredient in the creative stew of life. On its own, it lacks taste, but without it, the stew would lack seasoning and it would not be as good. So when doubt takes over, do you do what I've done in the past and run? Or do you stop and let it speak to you? I'm tired of running. So as I stop and I I let it speak to me, this is what I'm hearing very clearly. Doubt has kept me trapped in my own system designed to satisfy other people. As I spend more time listening, I hear the part of my identity I've been ignoring for way too long, the hopeful generalist, curious about everything, who wants to explore, listen, and take in a world, a never-ending world of wonder and majesty. But I can only do that if I honor the doubt and not let it ruin and run my life. So as I end this episode, I'm going to ask that question of you. What is doubt saying to you? Are you willing to stop and let it speak to you? Or are you just going to keep on running? Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel 
your life.